Okay, welcome back to the boys at 161st Street episode, I think, 55. We got a lot to talk about. Yankees won two out of the three in Washington. We are currently on a hiatus. We don't know when we're going to start playing again, but we have hope. We're going to keep playing. Marlins are idiots. We're going to get into that. We get into a lot of things. Let's talk some Yanks. Welcome back, Corbin. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome back, Corbin. <laughs> Corbin's back. He's been a little hiatus, but he's back. Jake Corbin going to be here for the long haul. Another one of the members of the Boys of One Sixty First Street. How you doing? Doing good. Glad to be back. Where were you? Great question. I don't know. Took COVID. COVID kind of split everybody up in the the rest of the Boys of One Sixty First Street. We also have Kev, me, Damon, and Murphy group. So yeah, we're kind of like the Beatles. We broke up for like a little while, and then we're back. I wouldn't consider back it. Back it was just COVID, <laughs> and then some people didn't have mics. But either way, we're back. The Yankees <laughs> are still playing baseball. We're going to operate under the assumption that we do have baseball still. No negative vibes here. It's just that the Marlins are absurd. They're just not. They just don't play by the rules. They don't even operate under the rule book that has been created for COVID situations. We'll dive into that. But first, Damon, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> doing good yeah thanks for i like never asked that before so never thanks. never been asked how you're doing before not on a podcast before it's well, very <laughs> nice so i appreciate that i'm doing great too I was like, thank I was you guys of, yeah asking. i was gonna get to that yeah. but i was kind of getting over this yeah. part first so either way first thing we got to get into is the marlins and that's what everybody's trying to i mean everybody's seen the nonsense that's been going on there and it's just absurd that they didn't even like everything was going so well. Everybody is doing everything by the book and they decide that, you know what? We're just going to fucking decide by a group chat. We're going to be, you know, you have COVID like that won't spread. It's not a pandemic. It's not a <laughs> viral disease that can get everybody fucked and just shut down the whole season in one fail swoop. And they just like, yeah, you know what? Miguel Rojas said it's okay. So it's okay. Just the, an older veteran on a team of just idiots. Well, that's the problem. I feel like, because the like the team is so unestablished, like who's their who's their leader on that team? Don Mattingly. What would he? He should know. Yeah. Did he know? Yes, he knew. Everybody knew. All right, that's a little ridiculous. And then. if he didn't know, then why don't you know? It's you're supposed to be testing everybody by the day, by the hour. You should know exactly what's happening with everyone. And honestly, before we get to the Marlins, this kind of talk about the Marlins. No, right no, now. But, no but this kind of <laughs> gets into the situation of like how the the Soto situation was handled. Oh. I think it was very similar. Yes, it ties in. <laughs> so I think it's very similar. And honestly, I was saying before the opening day game that got rained out, but we got the win. I was curious about if we were even going to play that game because, you know, Soto just has been with the team for two prior days and then he comes down with COVID and then we just played the game. That yeah. almost seems like it's an exact yeah. situation, no? But at the same time, everyone's getting tested every day. So, like, they should know. Yeah, but they're getting tested every day, but then the results don't come back for another three days, and they have two games to play during that span. So now we're already back. We're, we're, just, we're basically playing catch-up every single time because, like, new cases are going to come out that we don't know were actually occurring, like, a couple days ago. There's a lag, so you never really know who yeah. has it during the game. So you're kind of just... I but mean, also, like, you should, like, especially the Marlins, they, they need to be fucking aware that they're in 
literally the worst state in the world right now. They're in the worst like square footage ratio of COVID to people getting cases and dying like in the world right now. You have to be a little more cautious. Does like nobody turn on the fucking news or like like anything like the 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 just the what's the word um, words big word pod we have. I'll, I'll come to me. Keep going. I'll come to me. Either way, I'll read the excerpt from the athletic article. It says multiple sources confirmed that the Marlins ignorance. That's the word. Ignorance. <laughs> the word for the folks at home. Damon didn't know what ignorance. Okay, so <laughs> multiple sources confirmed that the Marlins played despite having three players learn Sunday that they tested positive for COVID nineteen just two days after a fourth player learned of testing positive on Friday. Two infectious disease specialists told the athletic on Sunday that those positive tests fit the definition of a clear outbreak, in quotes, of the virus within their team. But sources said those tests were not enough for either the Major League Baseball or the club itself to give serious consideration of postponing this game. Marlins manager Don Mattingly said the team never really considered not playing. What? What? You never considered it for a moment not to play? And then it goes on to say, the club's most respected veteran shortstop Miguel Rojas, so respected. <laughs> I, I don't even know who Miguel Rojas is, so that says something about the respect on the team or just the flat-out talent. But uh, the voice of reason, Miguel Rojas, goes on to say, uh, he told the media afterward that 30 players discussed the situation Sunday morning but said not playing was never our mentality. See, hold on a like, second. Don't be he's a almost, hero. He's like, trying to spin zone it to be stupid. like we're we're tough, we're mentally tough. Like we can just like we aren't. It's almost like a, I'm not going to give up. Sort of. You know. Thing. You know. Like it's you're not giving. You're not not giving up. You have a viral infection that will spread to everybody else that no one knows how to fucking contain. It's like you know, this reminds me of this reminds me of um, people like going outside without sunscreen. And be like, nah, man, fuck sunscreen. I'm too I'm too good for the sun. You're like. You think you're stronger than the sun, and you go out anyway. Like that, that, <laughs> you think you're stronger like, than the sun. That's what I like. That's what I feel like this, is, this is. And like going back, isn't it that like nine people on the team have the case? Have, fourteen. Have it's like fourteen. Fourteen. 14. All right. Yeah. So that's like forty. Half the team. That's forty-five it's a thirty man fucking team. It's more than that. It's and like, they, and they well, knew they had too. four like a couple days prior. Like that's that that mentality just petrifies me. Idiots. Idiots! But it's, you know what? It is contagious. More for me and you, right? <laughs> but like, this honestly just does it. For me, the spin zone to this is that it's just 100% on the Marlins. They're just being stupid. They're not, they're directly not following the protocols that have been set out to play. And this isn't an indication that, because other people are being like, oh, okay, this is expected. MLB has to shut down now. Like, it was fun while it lasted. But, and I'm one of those who said it was fun while it lasted. But then I've, I've aged, I've matured since then, and I've, I've seen the facts. But it just, like, it doesn't make me think that the league is going to shut, get shut down. And it doesn't make me think that we don't deserve baseball because we're not operating correctly. It's just the Marlins. The rest yeah. of the league is operating as they should be. And honestly, that is the distinct difference between the Soto situation and this one. We knew Soto had it. They didn't just like hide it and just be like, oh, yeah, we had COVID. Like We knew Soto had it. He got pulled. And apparently the rest of them, I hope, that's the distinction. I hope they were tested as well because he's been around them for two days. And that would have been very, like, that would have been stupid if they had continued to play the Yankees 
all even though even though the rest of the team was yeah. around him without being tested, that would have just you don't see Soto being like, nah, man, I'm I'm asymptomatic. Like, I don't care, and then just go out and play. Like, <laughs> like you don't just do that. It shouldn't even be his choice, though. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, um, what's my call? What was I about to say? I just draw a blank. And honestly, I'll to top to it me. all off, I mean, nothing new, Damon. The, to top it all off, <laughs> it's gonna come. The don't worry. Entire decision was based off of a group chat. The like the whole team, they were in a group chat with everybody and they were like, yeah, like, yo, we playing? And they were like, yeah, we're going to play. Okay, bet. Oh, I and, got then, it. and then they just went in and then they played and then they probably gave the Phillies COVID, which obviously the right move to not play the Phillies yeah. against the Yankees right now. But, but I mean, let Damon, go ahead. Before but, you but here's the thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> My head these days. Um, no, I was going to say is like these days. the... Uh, like you see, you hear Mop, uh, Rob Manfred talking about it, and like um, they, they all, they all, they feel like they're all like just like thinking on their feet. Like there shouldn't there have been something in place where they're like, if thirty percent of the team or more gets COVID, like stop fucking playing or do this or do that. Like there's so many questions up in the air right now, and I feel like they had so much time to put this in the agreement and put this into the rules going before this even happened. Like they could, they had to have known that an outbreak or something was going to happen where a team had a high amount of cases. Which makes me think that there was something in place, which I said to you this morning when we got the news, I woke up and I was like, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. And then I was like, hold on a second. Let's backtrack. Like, they had to have had some sort of plan in place for the inevitable to occur like this for a relatively moderate outbreak. This is a big outbreak, but... Thank God it's the Marlins because nobody fucking cares anyway because they're just, I mean, hopefully they're all safe, but they don't impact like, oh, like the Yankees all got COVID and they can't feel the team. Like the Marlins weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. I think we should just move on without them and they can dissolve as a team and be a minor league team or their minor league organization can come up and play for them. Regardless, there has to be a plan that they put in place for something like this when it happens. Like they, like you don't just like decide you're going to play during a COVID pandemic and then not have a plan for when a COVID outbreak inevitably happens, you know, like mm-hmm. that, I, they're, you're good. You're, I'm giving them a lot of faith, but I don't know. I just think if I were operating, I would have a plan. Yeah. But that's putting a lot of trust in Manfred who probably didn't have a plan, but I don't think it's fully Manfred alone though. I think obviously if it were Manfred alone, he would have no, plan. yeah, but he's the face. He needs to be able to, he needs to be the guy that has the answers. And this like, is and this and is this is his answer. Listen to his oh, answer. It is a crisis, obviously unwelcome, not totally unanticipated in today's world. Now we know that two baseball games have been postponed this evening in Philadelphia, in Miami. What can you tell us about the Major League Baseball schedule going forward beyond tonight? Well, our first concern, obviously, is the health of the players and their families and making sure that we do everything possible um, to minimize the spread of the virus among our employees. Um, We've been fortunate so far. We've done tens of thousands of tests. Our positive rate has been 0.4%. So we feel like the protocols have worked pretty well. 
Um, notwithstanding that fact, we have made some decisions. Um, the Miami Marlins will not play their two games in Miami tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we're doing some additional testing. If the testing results are acceptable, um, the Marlins will resume play in Baltimore on Wednesday against the Orioles. But what does acceptable mean? Thank you for completely sidestepping the question, as per Manfred usually does. He told us nothing. That 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 what he just said Literally was nothing. Um, that was yeah. His if they come back and we're happy with the results, then like yeah, we'll do it. But that like, was a good Manfred impression. What are the results? No, that was actually really good. He's uh, before you get to that. He's oh, a horrible also, speaker. Did you hear he said Wednesday? He's Wednesday. He was like, we'll, we'll get the results back Wednesday. <laughs> he, just, he also he just can't talk. He has to be so nervous, but like I feel like he's, he's putting it on so himself. Nervous. He's putting it on himself. Like, pull, yeah, but at this point, he's like almost together. like a politician. It's weird. You know, what I feel like doing. You remember the Incredibles when um, Edna smacks Elastigirl? It's like pull yourself together. Like you're the commissioner. Like come on. Like figure your fucking thing out. He doesn't even know how to like just respond. He like he doesn't have a strong enough opinion about anything. And honestly, he's just a puppet. So he can't give an answer until yeah. anything is definitive. So he can't speak to anything because he's just, and that's, he's literally a puppet for the owners. So he's just going to do that exact cookie cutter response. And that's going to be that. Isn't that like when they said he was going to speak to the media and give a, like, like a public response to whatever you want to call it. I knew that was going to be the answer. I knew he wouldn't fucking say anything. And of lo and behold, yeah. he just says that bullshit and just tells nobody anything. He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, if the tests are, are they're good results, they're in our favor, then, you know, they're going to resume play. And if not, then, you know, they're not. That, tell, <laughs> that just tells us nothing. That, that just That's like if Aaron Boone's like, yeah, if Judge is going to feel better, then he'll play. Cool. Like, <laughs> which Boone does Which Boone does all the time. Does all the time. <laughs> like, I'm just sick of it. But we got baseball for three games. That was kind of cool. Well, three and a half games. And also one two, more, two and a half. Yeah. One more, one more thing innings. before we talk about happy things. Well, this is a happy thing that during the owners' weekly call, no one talked about canceling the season despite the Marlins outbreak. So that's good. And honestly, that I think that just reiterates what we were saying before about there being a plan in place, and the Marlins just don't have to play. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're second fine. in the NL East. Yeah, sure. Don't sleep. Yeah. The Orioles. Marlins are probably pissed. The this season got shut first. down. They would have finished. Yeah, this first. is our year, man. We had, we had, we had, we were the top of the division. It's probably, why, it's probably why Miguel Rojas wanted to play so bad. He's like, oh, this is our yeah. We, yeah. Never it was in our minds that we weren't. Gonna we were play. a World Series team this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking COVID coming at us. So anyway, let's get into the games because I am not. I, I'm really. Not worried that the season's going to get shut down. At, from this, at least. There may be plenty of other things that will come into play yeah. and shut the season down, but I don't think this is going to be the hurdle that, that actually shuts the whole season down. So, next I just wanted to get... I mean, let's just kind of recap the games because we already saw the opening day. Opening day was... I mean, the boys came out fucking hot opening day. I loved what I saw out of them. Early runs, I mean, it's just everything kind of firing on all cylinders. They came out hyped, ready to play. And then shit kind of hit the fan. And honestly, we're supposed to get breaks. Like, we got breaks as Soto's not playing for the whole series. And then Strasburg gets scratched for a nerve thing. We get Fetty pitching game two. 
Corbin obviously is a good pitcher, and he pitched game three. But, like, we got dominated in game two. Didn't mm-hmm. put up any runs whatsoever. I mean, we put up runs, but we didn't do anything offensively. And who, pi- who, pitched, who pitched game two? Paxton. And Paxton stunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he you, was horrible. Did anyone else? I mean, I saw this on Twitter after the game, but I didn't really realize it during the game. Like, he was sitting at like 91 miles an hour. That's not good. I mean, that might just be that he hasn't had much. Yeah. I mean, he also probably expected to be able to stretch out his arm a little bit and get out of the first inning. But Well, he did get out of the first inning. Well, Se- the second inning was past, his bugaboo. Get past the first inning. No, I know. I mentioned that because he's obviously his bugaboo was always the Paxton first inning runs in the first guarantee. It. Like, you can always bet on it. He got out of the first, and I was like, holy shit. Like, is Paxton different this year has he changed and like no he he just swapped it out for the second inning because the second inning was worse than any of his first innings were last year yeah yeah i I just don't even know what happened it just terrible like he looked you know what though i was about to say he looked sharp in the first because he didn't look sharp in the first he got lucky with a few good bounces and just honestly the nationals not hitting him when they probably should have like he made mistakes, so it seemed. And then the second inning, they capitalized on his mistakes, and he just fucking was horrible. Yeah. Like, horrible. Like, yeah. And you know what Paxton does? When he's like, Tanaka is also the same way. When you get tagged early in a game, he gets so in his own head, and he just dominoes, snowballs, and he just gets worse and worse yeah, and it's worse. Kind of the, it's kind of the opposite of what we saw with uh, Cole already. You, you saw Cole give up, a, give up a home run in the first inning or, or early on in the game. He gets angry and he gets better. Paxton and, and Tanaka lit up a run in the early of the game and they're done for the rest of the, the game. It, that that's where you see that mentality switch and that difference between Cole Cole's like level of pitching and mentality and mindset above all his other guys. Yeah, I mean Cole is just like professional pitcher, and that's just the difference. And that's where you see it. That's what we the difference between what we had. Last year and last year was very indicative of what we saw out of Paxton. Like, we just don't get length out of starters. He went two innings, not even. And then the, bull, the bullpen yeah, the bullpen gets taxed, and that's how it's been happening. But Cole, like this year, honestly, he didn't even have his best stuff. And no. he was able to work, and he ended up throwing a fucking one-hit complete game. I don't know how you, if you want to call uh, it a complete game. Five innings. Five innings. Either way. But he was starting to work towards the end. His best stuff was probably in the fifth, and he looked like he was going to start fucking working. Yeah. And he had, was at like 70 pitches. He probably would have gone like two more innings and shoved for both of those. Probably not give up another hit. So, honestly, let's see. We'll forecast that he went seven and gave up one. So probably would have. He probably would have, too. And that's the confidence yeah. with him. And it's just night and day. Like, yes, we have like, Paxton, Tanaka, all of them are good pitchers, but they're nowhere close, and nobody is to close to where Cole is. Well, that's why he's Garrett Cole, and that's why Tanaka's yeah. Tanaka, and that's why Paxton's Paxton. But I think Cole is going to be so... Another thing that makes Cole so good is he's going to be just such a reset factor for the entire bullpen, for everybody. Like On days yeah. where he's pitching, we're not going to use the bullpen. In days where we might need to use the bullpen, which obviously we use the bullpen day... In what was it, game three? Yeah, game, game three. three yeah. And we use Loazga, who we'll get into in a little bit, but we use the bullpen day, and that's obviously in place of Tanaka being out. He'll be back in, and then obviously we'll have Montgomery pitch a game soon after that. I don't know how. It's so confusing how 
there he's that Boone's going to handle all the pitchers for the rotation because it's not like a regular rotation. Yeah, but I don't know. I just and think honestly, this if the, if this day being postponed is just one day, it kind of helps us out a little bit. To be quite yeah, honest, Cole can go because Cole can go. Bullpen's fresher, yeah. and we're gonna we'll bounce back. Because again, like I think that takes some time for the lineup to get hot for sure. Um, but the real thing is like pitchers are like that whole mindset of midseason form pitchers that that's weighs heavy on pitchers. Like your arm needs to be in midseason form. Corbin, like you said, stretch that arm out. Like that's a real fucking thing. And that's where the getting your reps in is just so much more important for pitchers rather than, than hitters. Obviously import, it's important for hitters because they have to see the ball get live at bats, but from like a physical standpoint, it's so much more important for, for pitchers to get reps in. Yeah, especially when you're only pitching every five days. What are they going to get? Twelve starts if you're the one starter, if that. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about Loazga? I've always been listen. I've always been a fan of him. I think he can be something good. <laughs> I always say that with a. I would say with a grain of salt, but he's always looked promising. Um, I'm always like I'm a firm believer that he can be a good pitcher one day. Um, I don't know if he was the right person to throw out there right now, um, but Why? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think he fucking shoved. I think he, he did. He, I, he did. I, and honestly, if we're being honest, he, <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll, say I'll be it. the first to say it. He, even on the home run he gave up, that wasn't a mistake. That was a yeah. fucking beautiful pitch on the inside corner. Trey Turner just beat him. Yeah. And that's that. He low key shoved. How long? How do you went three innings? He did everything I wanted him to. He did everything I wanted him to do. And honestly, I could have expected him to go a little. If he didn't give up that home run, obviously that's asking for a lot. But he he hit a good spot on that. It was a strike on the, on the black. Trey Turner just got him. And if Trey Turner doesn't get that, I wouldn't be opposed to him going more. Like I, I know a part of the plan was just to have him open, go three, then Chad Green, then the Chad, Canely, Britton, Adovino, all that which is great. Four horsemen come in, uh, minus Chapman, who's hopefully coming back soon. But I, I, I'm usually somebody who doesn't really like Loazga as much as you guys, but I loved what I saw at Loazga. He did exactly what he was supposed to, and that run he gave up was not – I'm not going to fault him for yeah. that because that was a beautiful pitch. And uh, here's I'll take back what I said before because what Good. Loazga has been great at doing is those three innings. If he pitched the fourth or fifth inning, I guarantee he would have let up at least three runs in two innings. Because why do you say that? Because just based on his track record of um, starting in games, it's always been let's deal for the beginning of the game, and then he gets, you know, he gets figured out towards towards those like second um, round round of the lineup, or that like second or third round of the lineup. And that's been a common, common trend for his pitching. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know yeah. if you can extrapolate that. I mean, it looked like he was I mean, dealing. I'm not going to say, oh, exactly going to have fucking two runs. I'm just saying it's a trend, and that's that's why I think he's this is a good spot for him to be. So what do you yeah, think is three role? innings can get out? Yeah, like three innings is a good, a good um, you know, span from the pitching. What do you think? Do you think that's going to be his role for the rest of the season? Like, what do you think? Did this change his role at all? Like what you saw out of him? What do we think? I don't know because he hasn't. He hasn't been a guy who can who can throw longer than that. Like I said before. Yeah. So where would you guys use him? I feel like 
if he can control his stuff, he's going to end up having, well, not saying this year particularly, but he'll be like a Chad Green, like a he can start, throw a couple innings, or he could come in and relieve if a, short, if a starter goes short. He could throw a couple innings there. It, it adds length to the bullpen. Yeah, I think he can be a solid middle reliever guy if he can figure out. Um, honestly, not figure anything out. I think he's a solid middle reliever guy, like a Chad Green. Not, a, not yeah. as good as Chad Green, but I think he can be the, another Chad Green. Chad Green fucking shoved. Yeah, I'm saying he could be another version of a Chad Green because yeah. he does throw really, really well when he's on. He's got good stuff. Yeah, he's, moves. he's got stuff. That he, That's what he has. He might not have, like control or just like the composure or anything like that but he's got stuff that's not that's never been the issue with him it's just obviously i think the mo- the thing is the composure thing and that's honestly the probably the biggest issue with our entire pitching staff as a whole except as, with the exception of cole canely who came up huge in the big moment there obviously he was self-inflicted he caused that damage but he got out of it uh britain all that so actually you know what this is a good segue why don't we get into the trust tree and who are you guys feeling like confident with, with in terms of the relievers. We'll leave Loazga out of it, obviously, and I don't think you would pick him in the top three no matter what, but Corbin, who would you have in the trust tree top three relievers? <laughs> right now. Uh, this doesn't have to be, and obviously... In order or no? Yeah, in order. Oh, that's tough. I mean, how do I say no to Chad Green at this point? Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Chad Green, Britain, just because... He's Britain, and then I can't have Araldis in there, right? Because nah, he's not we'll, playing right now. We'll exclude Chapman, <laughs> but all right. Uh, Honestly, he's not really in the top three for me, even when he's in. Just no, he gives me a heart attack every, heart. every time he's. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the definition. I didn't trust him last tree, year either, but he he got results. I know, but definition of trust tree is how you feel when you come in. Like you, you got a big situation. Who you like in that spot? Chad Green, Britain, Canley. Canley is my number one right now. Who's your number two three? In trust tree. You want to hear why? Why? <laughs> That's the point of a podcast. Yeah, I'd like to I fucking loved seeing him get out, of that, get out of that jam, even though he kind of put himself in it. Kind of so it was an, well, he absolutely Gle- put himself in it. Glaber made an error. Can't, you can't do anything about that. He hit a ground ball. That was an out. Who knows how that next at bat goes. He doesn't, hit a di- he doesn't hit a double. It's not second and third anymore. Like, you never know that. If Glaber fields that ball, it's a completely different game. It's a completely different inning. Okay. Then, Canley comes back and says, okay, I don't give a fuck. You make the error. I'm good enough to get back at it. And he throws fucking cheddar, then throws that inside changeup, and then bang, boom, he's out of the inning, and he's fired up. His changeup goes 91. That's crazy. And just sinks. We knew that. And everyone's expecting it, and then they just whiff every time. Yeah, he throws it 50% of the time. He's got that fucking, like competitive mentality that is I'm going to get out of this inning no matter what. And that's why he's on my trust tree of like, I was so confident when he was pitching that inning and it was a second and third. I was like, whatever. Keenan's got this. Even with bases Johnson. I was, I was, <laughs> I swear to God, I was probably more confident than not confident. <laughs> so you're more confident with him bases loaded than with. No, I was saying on. at that moment, I was more confident we were going to get out <laughs> of it. than not get out of it. You're tough to read right now, but. <laughs> what's, what's your number two and three? Oh, two or three. Um, yeah, this isn't just like who would you like to suck off. Yeah, sorry, I was just thinking about Kingsley <laughs> for a, a while, tree. so then I <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> there are rules here. Am <laughs> um, I the only one who gives a shit about I, the rules? I'd probably go with with Green and Britain just because Britain did scare me a little bit, but he 
he did all right, but I think that just I'm going with my gut here. It'd be Green and then Britain. Yeah, I hate to say the same thing, kind of what you guys have been saying, but I want to go Green at the top, then I'm going to go Kane Lee Britain. Um, honestly, I expected I, more out of Britain. I, I'm to, not going to lie. To vary my answer a little bit, I'll tell you why I didn't pick Ottavino because he just looked like himself. Obviously, he's got the wiffle ball stuff, and he can. He just always has the control issues. And he, you saw when he plunked that guy. And what did he do before that? He gave up a walk before that, too. It, mm-hmm. I know he plunked one guy, from what I can remember, and it just looked like... It almost looked intentional. That was how bad it was. Like It looked like he tried yeah. to plunk him. It just flat-out slipped. And I know he has like ridiculous breaking stuff, so that'll happen when it just slips off the hand. And obviously, it's early, but he, that's always how, who he is. He always walks people. He always has no control. So I don't see him... And regard and like you see the stats, it popped up on the screen again. Him having a one nine ERA last year. So in reality, all the stats point to him. Sh- like he should be high in the trust tree every year. And we lo- saw stats last year of him having the highest leverage index on the team, which is a stat that basically just tells you who is put in the highest leverage situations. And pair that with the low ERA, that looks like a guy who would mm. fare very well in a trust tree. But I mean, just the eye test, he looks like. He's not one of those guys. It's a cool stat. What leverage, leverage index? index? Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite stat. Out of all <laughs> stats, is your favorite stat? Big stat guy. That that and the yeah no, that one that is my favorite stat. Big leverage index guy. Huge leverage index guy. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so anyway, so one. I'll, yeah, I'll be the one. <laughs> but yep. either way, yeah. So we're gonna recur, keep that going for the rest of the season because obviously it's gonna change people's. Nobody's consistent. So yeah, <laughs> it was exciting to see the bullpen come out. Cause but Chad Green, let's talk about Chad again. Chad, ever since he came back up from getting sent down, has been buckles. Yeah. Chad Green is my favorite person on the He's planet. Got a little and didn't he just add a pitch? What did he add? He added like a slider, right? I I'd honestly have no idea. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's one ugly motherfucker, but he can pitch. <laughs> I, yeah. he's, I feel like he's got a little chip on his shoulder sometimes. And Why? I don't know. Because he's ugly? I mean, he got sent down. Yeah, he got sent that, down. He comes back up. Chip. Yeah, that's what the chip means. Looks are a chip, too. Yeah, not really, but okay. <laughs> Depends how you <laughs> use really? it. It could be ammo. Jeez. Yeah, no, okay, whatever. What if uh, he listens to this? He doesn't listen to this. <laughs> you don't know that? Anyway, I think, yeah, I mean, he's... Sorry, <laughs> I feel like he's got the same kind of mentality as a... Not not as elevated, but the same kind of mentality as a, a Canley, and that's why I feel like they're the best in these high-leverage situations. Yeah. He's not sweating bullets like Chapman all the time, which just fucking scares the shit out of me whenever he's pitching. Hey, Chapman just sweats. Yeah, and that just makes me sweat. Yeah, I don't have any... <laughs> I haven't seen anything on Chapman, too. I hope he's coming back soon, but... He oh, actually yeah, well, no he, he seems fine. Well no he did he tested negative once. But you can do it twice, right? Yeah, he needs another one. So yeah. he, he needs yeah. another one and then he should be back. So actually that should be pretty good. He, and honestly with the delay with us not playing the Phillies for the next 2 days that helps us too. So he might be back for who knows, maybe by the next game. Yeah, cuz he, he looks good. You know, saw him lift, lifting weights, he was fucking working out. Yeah, and by the time people are listening to this right now, you probably already have the news that Chapman hopefully tested Negative again. So yeah. like, we're, I'm expecting yeah. the news like Tuesday. So that'd be tomorrow. Yeah. When do we play the game? The first one against the Phillies. Like when's it postponed till? Well, you know, I just I just got push notification from the score that said um, they should begin their results back um, by the end of the day today. So by tomorrow, by the time everyone's listening to this, we'll know 
how many people on the Phillies are positive or negative, and then we'll decide if we can play from there. And that's live news for you folks. Cool. That was breaking news from Damon Romeo's phone. Everybody else got the same update, so you don't even need us, but there you go. We're just relaying the news for you. (laughs) Either way, let's get into my favorite player. Who might that be? Tyler Wade. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Second favorite player. Well, actually, I would like to talk about Tyler Wade, too. Uh, Mike Ford? No. Uh, I like Mike Ford. We'll get into Mike Ford. Glaber David? Glaber Torres? I have a lot of favorite players. Stanton. Let's talk about Stanton. He was probably so low on my guessing list. All right. You know what? I've been preaching about Stanton for the longest time, and I've been telling people before the season started, Stanton's going to go on a fucking MVP tear, and what's he doing right now? Where are you at, Stanton haters? And I, I tweeted that. I was like, suck on that, Stanton haters, and everybody loved it, and everyone's like, and then you... <laughs> no, but, no, 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 not everyone loved it. Everyone was like, oh, it was one hit. It was only well, one was a, hit. That's it what was, was a home say. run. Talk to me next week. That's, and you know what? We're talking to you next week about it. That's how the <laughs> sand haters operate. They always, no matter what happens, no matter what he does, and he's hitting the cover off the ball, he hit the second hardest ball ever recorded by StatCast at 121, only second to Only himself. breaking his own record. <laughs> it was 121.1, <laughs> and last year or two years ago, he hit 121.4. So he's literally in a league of his own. And honestly, I saw another thing that I'll pull it up for you, but the top 10 were him and Judge just alternating. That's so cool. For Exivulos? I'll pull it up. I'm going to say something That's while incredible. you're pulling that up real quick. Go for it. I was yeah. thinking about this a lot. <laughs> I was thinking about this a lot during the game because... Oh, all right, go ahead. I, I'm going to go on a rant, so just go ahead. He's going to forget. Yeah. I'm, no, say it now. I'm going to forget. Yeah. So um, Stanton haters are very vocal about everything, and he's doing well. People are always shutting him down, and I guarantee you he strikes out twice next game. Everyone can be like, oh, told you. See? He sucks, right? The other hand, about Luke Voigt. What are we doing here? I'm going to compare this right now. Just oh let, let, me, let me reel it in. Luke Voigt is somebody who a lot of people have been behind and like supporting for a very long time. And I have been kind of on, I've been kind of on the opposite side of that because I feel like he went on one tear then fell off the face of the earth and then hasn't gotten back to that point yet. And he was not doing great. He hit one home run, made contact once. Then everyone's like, I fucking love Luke Voigt. And I feel like he doesn't get the same hate. That's all I'm going to say. I think Stan gets the whole purpose of that is I feel like Stan gets some um, hate that is just not necessary. I digress. I don't even know how to answer that, but I'm on the same page as you as Voight. Voight strikes out a lot too. I don't trust him, and I feel like at this moment in time, you can't say he's your definitive starting first baseman. Whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. pump all... the brakes. We're going to oh. get into that. We're still on Staten. Damon just diverted to No, all, all I was saying was that my whole point of that, we can get into Voight later on, but I'm saying Sorry, that. D- Damon got me going. Yeah, I was just saying that. The, That's whole, a whole the whole, I don't, no, 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 no. The, whole, the, whole, the whole point I'm saying. It's be a weekly thing. The only thing I'm saying is I feel like Stan gets a lot of hate for no reason. Even if he does well, people bring him down. And when he does bad, people bring him down even further. And it's just a very tough ceiling for him to break through that Yankee hate that for some reason yeah. he got. No, that, and that's, that's a, my point. That's a good point. I didn't even, Oh, I, now it's a good point. It, I, never said it <laughs> I never said it wasn't a good point. You just brought it to Voight, and then we started going on to the next conversation, which we're going to talk about. But either way, 
I like what I like what you're saying because like it's just some Yankee fans are fucking weird. Like they for no reason have extreme faith in Luke Voigt and just are like oblivious to all of the mistakes he makes and then he is just rewarded whenever he does one out of every fucking thirty at bats he hits a nuke and then he's just the best player on the planet and they just don't they choose to block out all of the mistakes he makes. Yeah. Whereas Stanton Whenever he does make a mistake, it's overexemplified, and it's it's that's I think like, he that's the majority. They take yeah. a minority thing that he does, and they make it a majority, and it's the inverse with Voight, which makes no sense to me. And that's what I was saying before about Stanton. And he'll hit a home run, and he'll hit he'll go three for four, and he'll smack the ball. He'll get three RBIs in the second game and win us the game or the first game. He hits the double the right field and scores. Wade or whoever it was. Regardless, he's playing so well. And then San haters will obviously say like, "Oh, see, he struck out because he strikes out one time." Yeah, like because he's not like he, and he does that. Here's, and honestly, getting on base is just as important as I don't give a fuck if you strike out. I've said that so many times. Yeah, if you get on base, I don't give a fuck what your strikeout percentage is because if you're getting on base, you're getting on base. Yeah, shout out Billy Bean real quick. And also like, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, what was I saying? You forgot. No, so, oh, yeah, no. Stan, <laughs> so the thing about Stan is he's on the spotlight a lot more, and that's why people are always they're judging every single move he makes because he's making so much more. money, and that's probably why it's the money. But also, he's a big name. He's yeah, he's a former MVP. We brought him over for yeah, a huge contract, big money. It's a spotlight. And I don't know if I ever brought this up like way back in the days when I was back on the podcast before. Welcome back. But thank you. <laughs> uh, Stan is a warm weather hitter. He can only hit when it's warm out. Wow. Stereometric stat of the day. No, I, I swear there's a stat somewhere <laughs> where when it's above a certain degrees, the dude's incredible. The season started late. It's, it's going to be can hot Can you all find year. that stat? I'd love, to, I'd love to post that. I'm going to try to find it. All right. But I don't want to say I'm a guru or anything, but I knew he likes hitting in the warm weather, and I uh, placed a bet for him to be the home run leader this year, and it's looking pretty good. Jake's, Jake's <laughs> okay, continue. Corner. Either way, well, honestly, there's a cool another cool stat that I saw during the game that was the amount of home runs hit by anybody ever at Nationals Stadium, Nationals Park, whatever you want to call it. Stan has the most home runs ever hit by somebody at Nationals Park, and that's 22. The next highest is Ryan Howard at 14. Stan loves hitting against the Nationals. This is by an opposing player, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to be. Yeah, Bryce Harper has more than 22 home runs. That would have been, been crazy stats. And honestly, more stats. This is like a stat episode. Uh, the, so what I was saying before was the 10 hardest home runs since StatCast intro is Stan at 121.7, Stanton at 121.3, Judge 121.1, Judge 119, Stanton 119, Stanton 119, Stanton 118, Judge 118, Stanton 118, Judge 118. That is so fucking cool. It's like five and five. <laughs> we have both of them. You know, we should make oh, a t-shirt wow. of that and put it on the back. And we've talked about this before, but it's wild that, and obviously knock on wood, hopefully they stay healthy, but we haven't seen them ever together like that. So like yeah. having him and Stanton, Judge and Stanton together is just And scary, not even together, but they're both really hot right now. I know it's only been three games, but... They both just seem like they're seeing the ball really well and making contact really well. 483 feet. Yeah. And then 459, which seems like it's like a chip. But you know what the best part about it all is? Because he just hit 43. The best part about this, no, I said said in the last episode, is he went out and hit that bomb, and then the next at bat, flicked one to right for 
for a single. Yeah, he takes what he can. He, he takes what he pitch, can. Inside out, Jeter-esque. Flicked it to right. That's what he's supposed to do. But I got off topic a little bit because here's what I hate about Stanton haters, and they'll, they're always going to be a thing. And I've gotten into arguments with people on Twitter about this, and I'm like, dude, just like, why are you the way you are? Like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, he is a very good player, two years removed from MVP, and honestly, he had a great year with us in 2018. He had 100-plus RBIs, 30-plus home runs, and he had a great year, and he played nearly the whole season. Everyone's like, oh, he's injury-prone, because he had one injured year, and he's an injury. He honestly plays a lot of the season every year he's played, aside from the one year he got hit in the face. And I've been saying that all over, like, every single podcast, and I'll stick to it, and these Stanton haters are going to, like I said, they'll hold on. They're like, okay, yeah, he can hit. But, you know, he can't field. And then, and then when they throw him out in the field and he does well, they're like, oh, like, but, like, you know, he gets injured. And, like, it, it's always something. Yeah, no matter like what he of, does well, it's a game of ping he pong always you're just does something. back. Like, yeah. You're just, like, negative comments. You're like, no, no, no. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? It's like <laughs> the people going back and you're just, like, hit him with stats, whatever. But do you think he's your left fielder? For- Fuck yeah, he's my left fielder. He, dude, nobody realizes, but he used to play every day in the outfield when he was on the Marlins. And that's on a team with Yelich, with Ozuna, and that's a loaded outfield. And he was the everyday player out there. And whenever he's played for us, aside from a few mistakes he's made, he's been able to play. He's an athlete. He has a rocket arm. He's a great outfielder. And he's playing left field, which you don't even need to be the best outfielder in left field. Dude, center field and right field are the more important ones. And honestly, to me, it just makes sense to put him in left field because he's just clogging up the DH spot. And when you have Miggy literally is not the number one on the depth chart at any position out there. He's second to everybody, if not third, in every position. He's second. He's the second DH off the bench. He's the second third baseman. He's like the seventh outfielder. He's just like everything about that. You want Miggy to get in the lineup because he's one of our better bats, but he's never going to be the starter over anybody at a specific position. So if, it's, if Stanton is clogging the DH spot, Mickey's yeah. never going to get to play. And I heard Andrew from Bronx Pinstripes, he had a bold prediction that's honestly not even that bold. He said that Miggy is going to start under 20 games in the entire season at any position, including DH. And honestly, I see that's that too. That bold. It's not that bold because there's not a spot for him. There's no yeah. spot for him. And honestly, if we're going to look at an overall lineup, an overall lineup through and through, the best lineup is when Miggy is in that in the DH spot because Stanton can play outfield. And honestly, I said this to you too before I end my rant because Cortman looks like he wants to say something because he found the stat or something. Did you find the stat? No, I I, I gotta find it. It's Either way, before I forget this, Stanton moving to the outfield solves mo- more than one problem indirectly. Stanton goes to the outfield. Miggy gets his reps at DH. You got two fantastic bats in the outfield, and you're tr- not trading directly. Miggy for Gardner is where I was going at because Gardner gets swapped out, who I personally think is, I, I love Gardner, but like he, his best years are behind him and we have better players. Like I get the whole give Gardy his last year his respect, but to be honest, like if we're trying to put the best team out there, the best bat is Miggy, and it's not even like a direct one-for-one one, Miggy for Gardy because that wouldn't be a fair transaction because that would be really suffering on the defensive side because it'd be Miggy going the outfield. It's not. It's putting Stanton in the outfield, and then just we're swapping bats. So we're like literally taking one attribute, like Stanton replaces the defensive attribute for Gardy, and then you get the bat 
replacing Guardy's bat. So you get the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. and the lineup as a whole is more complete. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a question. I don't know if you guys feel this way. Kind of off topic. Kind of on topic. <laughs> Do you think it's possible for Anduar to be in the first base conversation? No. No. Okay. Quick answer. You? Cool. Like, no, per se, unless, say, we got two guys fighting for a DH spot, essentially. Both first basemen suck. And yeah. Anduar and other DH are both hitting out of their mind. That just seems like a forced a forced marriage, in my opinion. Because Yeah, but at the same time, if we can't find a spot on the field marriage. for Anduar, what are we doing? Oh, it's not, no, it's forced. Arranged marriage is no. forced. That's the word. Whatever. It's I'm your word guy. So no, I think it's you're forced. You're you're trying at that point. You're trying too hard to make something arranged happen. is forced. That's why it's called uh, whatever. I don't care. They don't Shut choose. Up, the <laughs> arranged yeah, but the force means that they're actually trying to like get them to do it against their. Okay, I guess so. But arranged whatever. Marriage. But it's not a word podcast. Do you choose to be in the marriage when you're in arranged marriage? And no, you're but you're the force. Yes, but the arranged is like stop. There's some just, planning. Just, stop. <laughs> just okay. Just okay. All right, what I'm trying to say is, you forgot. No, I didn't forget. It was one time. It was one time. Um, one time. God damn, maybe I forgot. I'm just kidding. Um, like, and Duhar is not the best fielder in first base. You need to be a good fielder. You need to be able to scoop that ball. You need to be able to get in front of that ball. And I feel like if we're going to make some position changes, um. At some point, we need to talk about LeMahieu going to first, and then maybe you can talk about what I know Rell's been talking about for all this time is switching around Arshella and other people in the infield, but LeMahieu is probably the, the better, more logical answer at first base if we're trying to force someone into a lineup. See, Cortman, I wanted to get your take on this because I've said this to Damon, and if we're going to maneuver people around, this has to do with what you said about uh, Miggy. And honestly... I don't see Miggy playing any games at first because, like I said, he's the third on the depth chart there. And I'm not a big Voight guy, and we'll get into that conversation right after this. But Ford, to me, and Voight are both in front of Miggy there, so I'd never see a situation where it's 60 games. Like, it's not even a long season. Like, over 162, maybe a couple games here and there where both of them need a rest. But I don't see – like, everybody should be fresh, you know? Yeah. Like Makes there's sense. not as many off days, so I never see him doing that. But I wanted to get your take on this because I think in terms of manufacturing the best overall lineup and one that works well, I don't see it as such a big stretch. If we're going to have Miggy play the outfield and Miggy play first base, why don't we look into having Gio move to like second? Why is that so crazy? Could you see Gio going to second, a guy who is such a great no. fielder? No, as no. in no or no, as in that's not crazy. No, as in, well, yes, that's, I think it's crazy. You think that's crazy? Mm-hmm. I just think Gio is so solidified at third base. Yeah, I get where that. Where he, he gives us no reason to move him no matter what anyone else does mm-hmm. on the field. That's what I was saying. But my point, my reasoning behind that is because if you're going to put Miggy, the whole point is like, it's like Alfonso Soriano when he was on the Yankees. A bat that good, you just got to find a spot for him in the lineup. And honestly, for him, why don't we put the worst defender in a spot that he's most comfortable so he makes the least mistakes? Rather than throwing a, and I hate to bring this up as an example because it sounds stupid, but it's accurate because this is it, it's why they do it in the video game. But in MLB The Show, if you put a, a player out of position, they're horrible. Like their stats decrease, and that's an indica- that is real in real life because if you're less comfortable, like you said, 
Gio wouldn't be as good at second base. Obviously, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be the platinum glove that he is at second, but he would be formidable at second. And then Miggy, instead of him, because he gets worse at out of position as well. So you're going to take an already bad defender and throw him in the fucking outfield or at first base. Two positions where they're very vastly different than any other position on, except for catcher. That's obviously way different also. But those Mm -hmm. are the three positions that are so differently crafted versus third to second, I feel like translates more. And if you're my main point being, if you're going to put Miggy in a place where he's going to make as many plays as possible, you want the worst defender to be the most comfortable, you know? So if you throw Miggy at third, he'd be the most comfortable. And then in, t- in terms of overall efficiency on defense, the team is better where the better defender is out of position. Maybe he's a little more uncomfortable, but he can, he can deal. Whereas the guy who, will, who is the worst defender is most comfortable in his regular position at third. That's my reasoning. I don't think it's the best. I don't think that you're going to do it. I just don't think it'll ever happen. I don't see it happening. But you personally. see my reasoning. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> little. Like, I'm a little. Um, I guess I'm a little upset that like Boone hasn't experimented a little bit more with the infield, especially in spring training. Start Wade. Start forward. Yes, and maybe, but <laughs> I feel like sometimes, you know. We always talk about how we're loaded in the outfield. We have so many good outfielders. Um, and then we, we're swapping people out. We're trying to force and do hard as a true third baseman to the outfield, who's clearly not going to do well. And I feel like we've, we've experimented way too much in the outfield and not so much in the infield like we're talking about right now. Like, why haven't we done something crazy? We're in a spring training game, and we did it once for Andujar. We threw him at first base. But why haven't we done anything like that to try and experiment and play around with it. Even if it's just for an intra squad or, or the infield or, or the outfield. And I feel like we've done way too much in the outfield. We haven't experimented enough. Well, in the outfield, outfield is more well, like you can move people I get, around. I hundred percent get that. I hundred percent get that. But yeah, the different infield and it's, positions are crazy. It's hard because out of like third to second, we have guys that are just solidified in that spot. You know? I, yeah, like, for sure. But I also feel like I feel like there's one position on, on in each and then field and outfield where we can have room to play around with. So it. let me get this Left straight. field and first base. You were just saying that you didn't want to even consider moving Geo, and now you're saying why Not hasn't my Boone? Point. Why hasn't Boone moved around people in the infield? My point being is why hasn't he experimented at all? That's the like, experiment that could happen. I, I'm not saying that's the only experiment. I'm saying well, I don't know why he hasn't done that a little more, because I feel like first base is probably one of the most open areas experimental yeah well that's that's the thing with the first base battle we talked about it again and i don't want to be a broken record but fuck luke voigt <laughs> i mean i don't like voigt i've never been a guy to like voigt and i i was joking when i tweeted out like if if like i take back everything i said about ford because i don't take everything back i said about ford ford looks more comfortable out there we knew we know what kind of hitter that guy is and He's he's a guy to me where he came up last year and we knew he's a pure this kid's a pure hitter. He's hitting five hundred in the minors. I know it's the minors, but he's he's a comfortable hitter. That's his game. His defense it's it's comparable to Void. There's no yeah, both enough. of them aren't that great on defensively anyway, but it's first base. You can hide defenders there. Edwin Encarnacion plays there. Like he he sucks. Yeah, but also but, he's like he's also 
hitting like singles and getting walks, getting on base. Shout out Billy Bean. Like he's also doing his part <laughs> in Stop the that. game. Ford? Yeah, you see Voight yeah. who just hits home runs and strikes out. See, Voight is just so and he I don't so and bad. we talked about that. I don't understand why Yankee fans love him so much. And I put out the poll and on, we're not alone saying that Ford should be the starting first baseman, but for some reason like Voight just gets the benefit of the doubt on everything. He just he looks lost out there, and he does that fucking stupid thing where I call it out every time, where it's a pitch down the middle or even outside, and he butt scoots out of the way as if it's about to, <laughs> if it's as if it's about to hit him. It just makes so no sense to me why he gets a free pass and Stanton doesn't. I'm not gonna get back into Stanton, but in terms of the Ford Voigt, like like I was trying to say before, before I was rudely interrupted by Damon, it's just what did I didn't say. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. Anymore. It's just Ford <laughs> was. So he's just such a complete hitter. He's pure at the plate. He can do it. He's clutch. He walks it off all the time. He just crushes the ball. And he, to me, is a guy who will only benefit by getting everyday reps at first base. And his ceiling is way higher than Voigt's. And he has way yes. more disciplined at bats than than Voigt does. And Voigt will just like he'll hit a home run like he did, which no fault of him. That was a great hit. He smoked that ball, but th- like that's great. But what do you do the other ninety percent of at bats? You look lost. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. doesn't make up for it for me. I agree. But then, Damon, I got a question to your question. Like, why <laughs> about experimenting? Why hasn't Ford played first? Started. That's my, well. Yeah, that's like, a, that. That is my question. That's my, basically <laughs> your question. Yeah. Yeah, my question is like, why hasn't he? Um, like, I'm I'm trying to figure out why they haven't. Put him out there more. Why haven't they tried to play around the infield? That's all I'm trying to say. And I don't get why Ford didn't start game two. Yeah. Against, he was a righty, right? Whatever guy the national started. Fetty? I don't know why. Well, Fetty? I don't know why Ford did. Ford should have started game two and then go back to Voight in game three against Corbin, who's a lefty. Get Voight out there. Well, that's yeah. the thing, too. The lefty bat is like, something why, that they've desperately needed, and he's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> like Mike Ford. I love Mike Ford. Love me some Mike Ford. I mean, he's dude. He's just he seems like a guy who can just get more polished with the time he gets. And honestly, I just thought about it. Like, I mean, I knew this, but the the main issue behind Voight and how much benefit of the doubt he gets is Boone. Like Boone doesn't pull him. Boone doesn't hold him accountable for how bad he is. Like, obviously, and honestly, the stats show that Voight is pretty good. And obviously, the sports hernia thing made him look pretty bad after. Like he should have been playing with a sports hernia, and that's why the stats were a little bit worse. But to me, Ford is just better. Like that, it like Voigt may be doing well, and all the stats show that. But like, he has one. Ford, hit. Ford's better. Not yeah. no, not even just this year. Like dating back mm-hmm. to last year, just everything we see out of the players. Like Ford's just a better player. And honestly, when you look at a player, it's not like about oh, Voigt's doing well in these statistics. You're in a battle. You're you're competing against somebody. If the other guy's better, he gets the nod. Even if you're having a like formidable season, like mm-hmm. if you're losing the battle, if you're the if you're not as good as the other player, you lose. That's it. If Nolan Arenado is at third base and Gio Urshela is in the lineup, even if Gio is playing fantastic, Arenado gets to start. Different situation, but obviously I'm not calling Ford. I get Arenado, it. I get it. But Don't worry about. It. I get it. But yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> Anything else from the game? What about... Yankees so, won. Yankees won. 
I think we uh, we're starting to figure it out a little bit. Are we though? Uh, I think we I'm, need more runs. I'm confident that we're, we're figuring it out. I think that even if it's just, I know Corbin kind of shut us out. Um, but Corbin, I said, I saw you, not Corbin. Oh, I thought you were no. taking a shot at Corbin. No, no I was like, what did I do? Corbin shut us out just for, back. for a while. And he's perfect gaming us. Yeah, and even though that happened, we did get the win, and that is a confidence boost booster in a sense. Um, I mean, we, we definitely got to produce it, produce it a little more, but this could be I'm an confident. This could I'm be confident. an entirely, we were talking about before off air, this could be an entirely different vibe podcast. Although I I feel like I've been angry this entire podcast, so it should be happy because we, no we're two and but. one for, <laughs> for reasons. We're, I, I'm, I'm heated, but either way, I think like just this, we're two and one, but it so isn't like that. Like, we got handed. We should have swept the series because the game we did lose, we lost because we we should have won because Strasburg got got scrapped. He got scratched. I mean, so we're handed Soto being scratched as well as Strasburg, and like we should win those games. And then dating back to game the full game two and six innings of game three, we were like perfect game basically for. 15 innings like mm-hmm. in terms of run production like i don't know if that's exactly it we weren't pretty being perfect game we were definitely being perfect game for six innings in, in the corbin outing but fetty shoved and we kind of got screwed that entire game that game was just a wash we looked horrible but the team came alive only due to glaber torres and if it weren't for glaber torres we might be having a completely different conversation we're one and two and the offense is stagnant mm-hmm. you know yeah. i mean i i think yeah, we're it's two all, and one, but it's masking some problems because we ended up coming out and getting the win, and that's great because the team has a lot of fight in it all the time. But I think it this definitely does. I I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, a win's a win, and I think that even though it's just so early to play the, the blame fall. game and say, uh, "Oh, you know, someone didn't get a hit today; they suck. Um, let's throw them out." I don't know. I just feel like. It's way too early to tell. It was one series. Look at Glaber. You know, he was saying that the first two games, the first two games, he was nervous. Um, he was so excited to play, and he had the jitters and like couldn't hit the ball because he was just had so much on his mind because he was so excited. Then the third game, third game, he came back and he was like, "I dialed in today. I got the jitters off my mind, and now I'm ready to play." And look what kind of game he had. It, it, there's so much. It, the start of the season, first of all, is just a lot for these guys who need to come out and play, and we're expecting so much from them right off the bat. So, having that first series out of the way is super important, especially coming out two two to one. Um, if this continues, maybe the next series, maybe we have a different conversation. But for now, I'm not worried at all because the the team as a whole is winning, and when one person doesn't produce, another guy is picking the slack up, and that's what it's really all about. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the conversation is completely different if we lose that game. It's just, well, we, it, didn't win, we didn't lose the game. I know. Now we're talking about we how it went. I get it. Just masking a little bit of a problem. That, I don't think it's that a problem. That it could be an overreaction, but it's I'm just saying. It's a huge overreaction. It's the, fir- it's the first three games of the season after not being able to practice at all. Good. I'm glad it's an overreaction. But at the same time, there's only 60 games. Yeah. See? Every game is 2.7. Math. I, yeah, Quick I don't, but again, like, Quick no matter <laughs> what, though, you still need some time to adjust, and we still came out and we won. Good. 
So I mean, no, oh, I'm, 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 I'm here for I'm it. Happy. I'm, I'm happy we won. I'm just oh, saying. He's got a little crying face on. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking saying. about the positivity of it. Jeez, we yeah. we won. We don't <laughs> got to fucking be Debbie Downers all the time. Speaking of which, so let's get let's end it a little brighter of a note. Who are you giving the belt away to? So the Yankees obviously give away the belt. We know who got the belt in the last game, but for the last for the series, who are you giving the belt to, Corbin? Why don't you start us off? For the series, yeah. um, wow, Stan, Stan, yeah, we, we give the easy answer. All right, well, I was no, gonna okay. say Labor, <laughs> no, Labor okay. already had the belt. Yeah, no, I mean Stan, but it's got to be Stan. I mean. He showed up. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm taking him for MVP this year, and I said that before, but it's just I'm doubling down on him. He's just he's a little crazy, but is it? Yeah. If he leads the league in home runs and he bats 300, so he's definitely got a shot. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, it's a long way to go. It's a long way to go. Granted, if they have met DH, for, if they have yeah. met DH for the whole season, it's going to be tough for him to be MVP though. So. Yeah. Honestly, that that might be a little bit of a bold prediction because honestly, if he is DH, they're probably not getting even much, yeah, consideration for MVP. But who you got for who you giving the belt to? I mean, it stands the obvious choice, but um, just to kind of change it up a little bit, I will don't do it. I'm gonna say Judge because okay. cool, cool, cool. he, <laughs> uh, one, he did produce. He looked really fucking good last couple games. He's diving for balls. Which I was petrified of, but he got up okay. Whatever. Um, I always get so scared. But he, but he was also pulling the ball a lot, and he was hitting line drives. Even when he got out, I know it was a second and third situation. He was up at bat, and he had a line drive to left field. He still made fucking awesome contact. And if that lands, we're having a different conversation of who is this MVP of the series. So I think that he deserves deserves a lot of credit for coming out hot and becoming him his old self, and then also adjusting and pulling the ball like he hasn't done a lot and pulling the ball with a lot of power and making solid contact. And I think that's a big, big plus seeing that early on. Yeah, definitely can't dispute it. I mean, when he is out there and he made that play, well, he didn't make the play, but the one where he ran into the wall, I got so scared. Like just yeah. everything he does. It's, yeah. It just, he's, he's too valuable. But the thing too is he's going to continue to do it. He's he's said it. And he's like, I'm going to keep making plays. Yeah, you wouldn't expect anything like, less from the guy. But that's what makes him judge. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Honestly, who I'm going to give the belt to is none other than Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade. Because you know why though? Oh my God, you knew stop that. It. I'm giving the belt to Tyler Wade, dude. He fucking when he's in the game. Obviously, he didn't play since he got the nod in game one. But he gets the nod in game one. And he fucking shows out. He just does everything right. And when called upon, he does everything. And he squares to bunt in the 3-1 count, which to me I'm happy with because do what you're good at and not what you're not good at. Like he put yeah. put down the square to bunt on 3-1. Like you're fast. You're very fast. Take what they give you. He comes in. He runs fast, very fast. Run, Tyler, run. He runs very fast. And he's in scoring position on first base. I mean – the kid can fucking play a damn good first base. He plays every position. I want to see some more Tyler Wade. I know it's a shortened season. He's probably not going to get a lot of chances out there. And I recognize that obviously he's going up against DJ, and it's definitely difficult to get the nod over DJ, which he will not. But he does, his, it he to, does his part, and he, aside from Cole, he won that game, the first game. He, he is war in that game. I'm going to calculate. I'm going to give him one for that. And he's batting 1,000. And he's batting 1,000. And... Uh, if the season ends today, he's MVP. If there's no longer any 
season <laughs> after this because of the COVID thing. Tyler Wade finished the season batting a thousand. Fact. Yes. I think he's going to keep developing. I think he gets better every year. I think he's still got the wheels. And I don't know how you guys feel about this comparison, but he reminds me of yes. what I thought of Brett Gardner when he first came into the league, where I thought he was just wheels. That was it. But then every year he comes out with a little something more and mm-hmm. a little something more. And he's still, what, 24? I'm here I, for I it. I think he's got a bright future, but he's just got to He can't crack a lineup in New York. I'm here for it. Well, he's got a role. He's got a huge role in New York, and um, I think he's going to be a, a huge, huge asset for those Dude, teams. Dude, especially with the especially run, with runner the, on yep. second rule. Corbin, me you, same page. Hey. Especially with the runner on second rule, dude. We haven't seen it yet, but I, I can't wait to see it. I don't, I'm not I'm, 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 a fan, I'm not a fan of the rule, but I'm not I, against it, the uh, rule. It happened when you guys were recording the uh, first one. What? Uh, we can go to Matt Olson. Matt, Matt, no, no, yeah, I know. Not the yeah, Yankees. Yeah. Not yeah. the Yankees. No, I know. It's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, I like it. And we have a perfect person for that. And, I mean, you put Tyler Wade on first, he's in scoring position. So you put him on second, just all you need is a fucking single, and he scores before anybody even gets to first, mm-hmm. especially if it's Void on running because he can't run at all. So, yep. Who are you giving uh, the Ellsbury Award to? This is the weekly award is, is for this, somebody that stinks. Is this even a question, Paxton? Yeah. Um, no, it's yeah. No, he's definitely the he's he's the worst. <laughs> I, I guess I took the simple answer again, but I no, but can't think of anyone else. Somebody had to. Somebody had to. I not, just hope he figures it out because I, the end of last season, I had so much faith in him, and I just hope I can get back to that because now he kind of scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um he looked, did you also speaking of Paxton, he looked did you see the post game interview with him? No. He looked old. He had gray hair. <laughs> like I I'll pull up the picture, I'll put it I'll post it if we put this on the on Instagram, but like he had gray hair. And somebody I have gray hair. But like all gray hair. He looked like a, like <laughs> like your uncle, your great uncle who just coming for Thanksgiving and he leaves before dinner because he's too old and needs to go to bed. He just like <laughs> It's just is that not accurate? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So uh, that was the long description. <laughs> yeah. So he and did you hear uh the post game with him? Obviously not, you answered no already, but he somebody asked him a question right before he was about to leave. And I don't have a queued up, I wish I did. But right before he was about to leave, everybody asked him the questions. He had just fucking shit the bed the entire game. He knows it. And the last guy before leaving hooks up the mic. And like Paxton's literally on his way out. Like he, he's he's out of the seat. He just hops back to the mic to answer the question, out of courtesy. He could have just left. Guy asks him, "So, uh, Paxton, like, do you do you feel bad for having like a bad start <laughs> for, for like not being good today?" And he's like, "Yeah." how do you ask that to somebody it's just like <laughs> it's just rude like yeah of course the guy feels bad what if what, what is he gonna say no no nah, i don't feel bad fuck yeah. him <laughs> fuck him um what are you giving it to damon yeah not gonna be a sucked or completely sucks but on the verge of i'm a little worried is uh is sanchez um he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't gotten a hit yet he's not, hasn't had a great start and slightly worried, sure hasn't had some great. He hasn't had great at bats, which is another thing. It's not like he's lining out and having good at bats and fouling some off, taking pitches, then hitting a nice hard line drive. He hasn't looked good, and I'm, I'm a little um, 
weary about that so far. Yeah, and he had the pass ball. Pass that ball. Could have cost us, but he ended up throwing he ended up sniping yeah. the guy out. But honestly, him sniping Bonifacio at third, that was more on Bonifacio than it was Gary's. Hundred percent on Bonifacio. Bonifacio is stealing that base for no fucking it was reason. So safe. And he <laughs> I mean, it didn't wasn't there no outs? There's so, no outs. So no now outs. instead of man that was on the first out at third. So now instead of man on second, no outs, you have two outs, no one, one on one out, nobody on. No, yeah, it's one out. I, thought, I, thought I think out. that's the yeah. first rule of baseball. Yeah, the first rule of baseball is don't be the first out of the, or the final out. Yeah, exactly, yeah, on third, third base. And he was the first out. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but and it's completely avoidable, too. Like I, I guarantee nobody told him to go. Yeah, It's just Bonifacio's old, and he, he's known to be a fast guy, so he's like, ah, I want to prove the haters wrong. I want to be, I'm going to be that fast steal guy. I'm going to steal third, and he didn't. He yeah. got fucking sniped. But, yeah, that's what I'm giving it to just because of uh, – Hasn't got a hit yet. I'm a little uh, little leery about it. Yeah, he'll come around. So, he'll come around, but just for now. I know who Rel is picking. Well, I was gonna pick either one of the two. Those are the, those are the answers, but I'm gonna go void. Is that who you think? That's not who I not who I thought you were picking. Well, I'll, I I had two things in mind. I was gonna go void because void just. I hate him. I, I'm not. I'm not a big Voight guy. <laughs> I think he's going to be my Ellsbury Ward every week until he gets pulled from the lineup. But he just he looks lost out there all the time, and I'm going to catch shit for it because apparently Yankee fans will suck his dick to the end of time. It's just like he he, he has a soft spot in everybody's heart because I I think it's because of that when he came up and he was huge for us in the playoffs that one time two like a year and a half ago, two years ago. So I don't know. Guy did one thing, and now he's just. He's like the king of New York, apparently. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That to me, he gets the Ellsbury Award every week. But if I'm going to go outside the box and try and predict what Cortman thinks he would, uh, I would pick. Uh, you Gardner? Is that your thinking? Yep, that's what I was thinking. I, yeah. I could go Gardner. Go, yeah, I go Gardner too. But if I'm going to go another one, I'm so negative today. But I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go Boone. And that tie that ties in with my voice situation. It's like, why aren't you starting Ford yet? Yeah, and why aren't you taking out Gardner? Yeah. Okay, that's my answer because yeah. that that's all encompassing with the two issues I have with this team right now. Guardy like is a out, pyramid. Guardy's starting out there, and Ford is starting out. So Ford isn't starting. All right, so it's so it's Aaron Boone. So it's Aaron yeah. Boone. Aaron Boone is my Ellsbury Award this week. Love Aaron Boone, but yeah, fix it, <laughs> do it. That's it. Yeah, that's that's all. That's all I have. Just fucking figure it out, I Florida, agree. and let's play some baseball. On a lighter note. It seems like I don't like the Yankees. I like the Yankees a lot, but, <laughs> and we did win two. I'm just I'm just hard on them. I'm hard on them. I want I want to win every single game, and we did win a series against. We did the win a series against champs. the defending champions, although they were missing <laughs> their two. <laughs> they were missing everybody. They were missing two of their best players. They were missing all the impact players on that World Series team. But yeah, sure. Yeah, but we I, still did. See, that's that's why that's why I am. Well, so and no Rendon too. Yeah, yeah well, how he's not on the team. The, but the, you know what? Game. It's just like that's why I was so hard this whole episode and being an asshole is because we're playing all of our games are going to be against teams like the Nationals, the Braves, the Mets, the Phillies, like the Orioles, the Rays, the Blue Jays who look great, and just the Red Sox who look horrible. But it's just like everybody, the Red Sox, just laugh, can we just laugh at the Red Sox for a second? We didn't even mention it, but uh-huh. them, them losing two out of three to the Orioles is just hilarious. I texted Matt, I, like, when it was all happening, and the fucked up thing, let's talk about it again. I'm going to get angry one more oh time. Oh my God, you're angry again. I don't know. I, yeah, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> no. Um, 
<laughs> I bet on the Orioles in game one to beat the Red Sox. I live bet it, too. I live bet that they would beat the Red Sox. It was when it was tied. It was 0-0, I think. I bet on the Orioles. Because, like, you know, it's baseball. Like, they could win. It was when Evaldi was pitching. Evaldi's the only person who was capable on that team to throw a baseball. I, I don't know what they – they have nobody. Isn't Erod have COVID also? He has something different. Erod, it's a little yeah, more I think he's just hurt or something. He has no. something, but he's not pitching. So they have no pitchers. He's wrong with, like, his heart or something. Either way, he's not on the team. I was like, okay, you know what? Like, the Orioles could win. They didn't. They get fucking smoked. And then what happens the next two games that I don't bet on them? They kill them. They kill the Red Sox, and I would have made all my money back. Should have came to Cortman's game. Wait on bet. What bets do you have right now? New segment. Uh, Well, I just hit on the Padres. Live news. Padres won. And I also took the Mets over the Red Sox, and they're up 4 nothing. The Red Sox are losing again. (laughs) <laughs> yep, to the Mets. That is so fun. That is so that's fun. Really, that's really the battle of the bastards right there. That is so great. Are the Red Sox going to come in last? The Orioles are in first. The Orioles are they're not playing tonight too, so they're going to hold on. Got to, some young talent. They're going to hold on to first. They got some young talent. I don't know about talent. They got young. I have no idea who they are, but <laughs> <laughs> they got young. That's they it. got the that's, one that's center fielder who's good. Who? Oh. I forget his name. Exactly. This is just. Nonsense. I'll call Nick up and ask him, but yeah. I mean, the Red Sox that bad. Like their lineup is good. The their hitters, lineup's the so hitters good. are good. It's just their pitchers. It's just are their their two through five starters fist. are all made up. I've said this before. You know who they are exactly like? The Rockies. They have a great offensive side, top five in the league offensively, and they are the worst pitchers. They're they're a carbon yeah. cop. They're the AL version of the Rockies. The Rockies have no pitching. The Rockies are the worst at pitching. And they go out and just sign more hitters because they're just like, yeah, that'll fix it. Yeah, it's like it's like that meme with the guy sweating. It's like the two buttons. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like fix fix the problem and get pitchers or just get more hitters. And that's, that was like the Twins, too. Or no, who was it? What team? I'm not going to lie. I've definitely seen that same meme for the Yankees, though. Oh, yeah. And it's all the time. It's like Cashman getting that – was, that was when we got Encarnacion last year. It's like get, yeah. get, get more pitching at the deadline or hit more home runs. <laughs> like we did. Who was it? There was another team. Oh, it was it was when the Angels got Rendon, and I saw a funny tweet that was like, "All right, Angels, repeat after me: Rendon does not pitch." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <that's what laughs> they have no pitchers. And also, just leave news around the league. Like, how about Otani not making an out? Oh, there? I was just gonna bring that up. How about that? Yeah, he's doo doo. That was crazy. I loved that. I loved yeah. seeing that. I mean, that's just a. We, we got some internal hate as Yankee fans because he stole the rookie That's of the year. Yeah, I was about to say, that's just a good for you, Miggy. Like, yeah. Miggy's sitting at home just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Hell you're yeah, not that good. Mine. I could pitch too. I could do that. He could have done that. He yeah. could have given up four runs and not gotten out. That, yeah. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was five. Five oh, runs. It was, it was five. five. So, yeah, I mean, Miggy could have done that. Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah. Anyone could have done that. Swisher was better. It's an infinite ERA. How's it look in the statue? Is it actually infinity sign? Infinity. Does it have an yeah. infinity sign? Yes. He doesn't have an out, and he has unlimited. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, I got that That's out. awesome. That's how it always is. I haven't specifically checked for Otani, but that's how it always is. Because he didn't record an out. He didn't record an out, and he gave up five runs. So in technically, I mean, it's per nine innings. Like, if you don't record an out, you're you're not on your way to finishing the game. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's just a, disgusting. And that's the way so cookie bad. crumbles. All right. That's it for me. Where are you guys? I'm good. Let's wrap it up. Cool. All right. 
Let's go Yanks. Go Let's Yankees. Baseball. Bye. Let's go Yanks. So many smiles you've seen me faking on and on